breaking news. Breaking news. We witnessed a shrimp catastrophe. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Turns out uh, in the 60s, the the California Nevada Fish and Game Departments. Uh, now, okay, wait a minute. Hang on. Why is Nevada dealing with shrimp? Well, <clears throat> the the California and Nevada share this because they are they both uh, touch and, and care about uh, Lake Tahoe. Oh, okay. Because I was going, you know, I was going, you know. Go ahead, sir. You had a question. Like, where where does Nevada have shrimp? They're not on the ocean. They're have landlocked. Been, have you ever been to Las? Have you ever been to Las Vegas? Yeah. No, well, no. Well, I mean, Knowledge. no, no, I haven't. I was going to say I thought I'd flown through there, but no, I have not. My state was a slave state. It's the thing about, <laughs> <laughs> about Nevada is that they have an abundance of like seafood restaurants and things getting this stuff it's very concerning because i live about if you if you plotted a line halfway between las vegas and the pacific ocean i would be Mm. about halfway that's where i currently live right and i don't i could make that drive and and if you put a fish in the back of my car yeah and i drove from the pacific ocean to las vegas by the time i got to las vegas that would be a stinky fish. Yeah, right. Yeah, that no would be a, that would everyone in the car would be like right. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, are they just freezing them? In which case I don't yeah. Why am I one paying for the frozen do fish? They, I, right. Do they say fresh? Because yeah, anyway. Anyway. Shrimp I don't trust shrimp it. catastrophe. There's a shrimp catastrophe at Lake Tahoe, so they the the departments released my mysis shrimp. Because okay. they they hope that wait, it would I'm become. Sorry. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. <clears throat> Go ahead, sir. You had a question. Isis shrimp. <laughs> My mysis. Oh, okay. Good. Mysis. I was My- concerned there. They release these shrimps into these little sea monkeys into the Lake Tahoe to feed the right. fish. And and so I'm imagining um, they expanded in size, like the little sea monkeys that you get from a museum gift shop. And so that's uh, what happened. Now it sucked all the water out of Lake Tahoe. Well, no. So what they're trying Uh-oh. to do is they're, they're trying to feed the fish. Oh. They, they want it for the sportsmen to have. Why you don't know, they just? Why don't they just dump fish. a bunch of fish food flakes in there? You know Come on, what, guys? This isn't <laughs> hard. Come on. And this is why you're an engineer, and they're not. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, yeah. the thing is, what happened was, is it completely changed the ecosystem of the lake. Oh, um, interesting. Hmm. So Who could have foreseen this? <laughs> pre-shrimp, there were these zooplankton right. in the lake that ate like all of the... They were like the little filter of the lake. They would eat the right, algae right. and sediments and and fish fish flakes, you mm-hmm, know, the mm-hmm. fish poops. They would eat it all, you know? They're little right. worker worker bees. Um, and, and then the thing is, uh, once they put in the, the shrimp, the shrimp uh, hated the light because Lake Tahoe is too clear. So oh, they went down yeah. really, really deep. And then each night they do a round trip migration to the top <laughs> of the water and eat all of the zooplankton. It's, it's like the shrimp have like their own work commute every day. <laughs> yeah, the sh- they're, they're on the shrimp highway. Right. <laughs> they're like, meep, meep, meep. And they're so just... what happened is these shrimp, they migrated yeah. to the suburbs, basically. And now they're destroying <laughs> them. Yes. And the, and the thing is that 
uh, the the fish turns out don't like the shrimp. They oh. won't eat them. So the shrimp so. have just multiplied insanely. Right. And they've decimated the actual food source, which is the zooplankton. Mm. And so it's created this crazy imbalance uh, that that the lake is now, you know, getting all sorts of algae and it's no longer yeah. becoming clear. And I th- it's I believe it's turning colors. Hmm. Oh, and every once in a so, while, when you're in California, Nevada, you'll see these bumper sticker that says keep Tahoe blue. Yeah. And I've, I've always wondered what that was about. And I think it's about the shrimp catastrophe. Yeah. So, so what, I mean, I guess so this was in the 1960s that they did this. So they probably didn't think it through like no. we would now. Because I was going to say who approved I mean, this. But back in the 1960s, I'm like, OK, well, you know, they were just well, I mean, listen, look, they were just throwing stuff at the wall. One of the classic yeah. mistakes, though, is to be like, well, those people in the past were idiots and we're obviously not dumb today. So let's do what we would do. Like, well, yeah, there's there's probably just as dumb decisions being made today. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> and so I just like this because it illustrates uh, sort of that thing of like, oh, we have this pristine, beautiful thing. Um, Let's make it better. Let's 10x Lake Tahoe. <laughs> like, why can't we just let it be great? Like, yeah, it's fine. We got, yeah, we got to, we got to put some 10x shrimp in there. And then, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, the zooplankton are just not hard workers, and the shrimp are. <laughs> oh, not that again. <laughs> the The thing, the thing is, uh, speaking of shrimp. Andrew mm. uh, and shrimp commutes and go ahead, sir. You had a question. Yes. And sediments, particularly. Mm. Um, do you use tracking on your phone? Do you like let people track your location? Like you, you uh, find my friends. Uh, no, no, absolutely not. I have no desire for that. I don't even want to know where I am most of the time. <laughs> Well, I, I don't even know where I am most of the time. How am I going to let anybody <laughs> right. else? I mean, yeah, <laughs> no, just... I mean, sometimes I w- like if I'm headed uh, to let's say I'm headed down to like my parents house, I might yes. provide them my location as I'm getting right. close. That way they know when I'm about to like knock on the door kind of thing. But like, right. no, I don't think that people need to see that I am at, uh, you know, Chipotle for the third time this week. <laughs> There's this, there's this, I, I first noticed this trend of the youths. They're tracking each other. This is weird I, to me. I learned about this from watching um, hit television program for as best as I can tell Zoomers. Mm. Um, uh, grown-ish. Okay. You heard of yeah. this property? I've um, heard of it. I'm familiar with the Black-ish property, and as I understand, Grown-ish is a spinoff thereof. Yeah, it's a spinoff of the daughter goes to college. It's uh, it's right. it's a a per- perfect world to Cosby, you know, as a perfect world is to Cosby, right? You know, it's, hmm. <laughs> it's basically exactly what they did. Um, and I just like I love Perfect World. Is that what it was called? A perfect? Oh, I I don't different know. Different world. Different world. Different world. I don't know. I don't know. Well, who knows? Cosby spin off. I'm like I say, I loved it, but I don't even remember the a different world. That's I knew something was wrong. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which is Denise Huxtable goes to Hillman College in HBCU. So, yeah. Um, 
Yeah. This is so this is a similar situation and I unapologetically enjoy it. Um but I but it's curious because it's very much dialed into the youth culture. Yeah. And they like major plots of the show are based on like someone not being where they said they were going to be. And yeah, which that in their tra- friend tracking app. Hmm. Which is see I feel like I hope that eventually they figure out that that's like I I hope that it it becomes apparent to the zoomers that that's not uh something they want it's people untenable. to know is where they all at the are, are all the time because that's yeah it gets um something weird. I've something I've learned from work because me and the other tech guys at work were big into Foursquare when it first came out the Ur location app right right and Foursquare, you know, you could check in and you could earn points and you be- could become the mayor of things. And since we were in the not, IT... Not legally, we should be clear. <laughs> Unfortunately, that is not uh, how municipal elections work. <laughs> the Because we were in the IT department, we were like always all over the place. So we were always competing with each other mm-hmm. to like become the mayor of the uh, elementary campus or the mayor of the... Uh, high school campus or the the tech department. And we were playing around with that using it all the time. But what started to happen is that people who weren't familiar enough with how the app worked would take that information and think, why were you here at this time when you weren't supposed to be? Right. And we got in trouble, not understanding that we were checking in as we were leaving because mm-hmm. we don't want people to know every time when we were, you know what I mean? And we had an understanding each other that that's what we were doing. But right. then supervisors caught wind of this and they're like, these guys are just, I don't even know what this thing is, but they're just going all over the place. And they're not doing their job. And, you know, they found some reason to, to, to wild out about it. I think that kind of misunderstand is like definitely rife for misunderstandings. Anyhow, there's yeah. a C- city lab article about uh, youths and how they're tracking each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. In some ways, it brings up a good point. Like they use it for things like if you know you're out drinking with with people and you aren't coming home or they don't, you know, or that you're out on a date and you're in the middle of the woods. Right. <laughs> oh, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, there's some good uses for it, but I just don't I'm not sure most people are adept at dealing with that kind of stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Anyhow, um, if anyone wants to share their location with me <laughs> and I can just watch you all the time and give you feedback about what I think, um, definitely open to that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, um, here's a question for you. Yeah. What's your favorite spice? Ooh. This is a tough one. Um, what if I told you that some spices are healthier than others? Oh, no. Are there super spices? Some are. Well, yes. Uh, Superfoods, I think, as the case may be. No, but this is um, this is an article from Mel Magazine. Ranking spices by how healthy they are. And I'm pleased to say, number one, garlic. Hey! I think we've, been, we've been a great booster for garlic. Uh, we are paid off by big garlic. I just want to be clear about that. <laughs> But uh, yeah. you know, I I love garlic, and it turns out that it's uh, uh pretty good for you. Um, so eat That's lots of garlic. Say. 
That's what they say. Yeah. All, all the healthy people I know just smell like the Gilroy Garlic Festival. Just. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, not that one time where it right. smelled like mm. gunpowder. Uh oh. Yeah. <sighs> hmm. Number two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Number two, turmeric. Which is good because that's a that's a common spice in Indian food, which I love. So I yeah, I love garlic and turmeric. Yeah. And number three is ginger, mm-hmm. which is also, also prominently. Good, yeah. These are uh, from what I can gather. These are anti-inflammatories, right? Which is yeah. good for many different things. Ginger As... it turns out high in ginger all, which seems like <laughs> kind of a jam up. <laughs> ginger all sounds like a like a beverage. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> or a cleaner. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> like hey, Mr. I would clean, clean with ginger scent. <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be yeah. great. You know what's Number- funny? My mom seems I've I've seemed to figure out that she has a distinct disdain for the smell of ginger. Mm-hmm. Like, so whenever I'm cooking and there's a lot of ginger, she always comments like, "Wow, it smells so strong in here." Mm-hmm. which i think she's 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 a nice good woke woke person you right. know but i think she's meaning it's ethnic smelling in here you know oh hmm. <laughs> i think it's just a, a smell outside of the the ordinary it's it's just it's very uh, too much i freaking love the smell of ginger right yeah yeah it's good for me yeah <sighs> what's interesting uh, um well number four here cumin which i'm a big fan of i use a lot of cumin i, I use do a lot i of, use a lot of cumin i think too, yeah i i every i every week make a big old batch of chana masala and a big old batch of um palak paneer mm-hmm. and both of those begin well yeah chana masala it's it's uh black uh mustard seeds and cumin but you know they both begin with you heat up some oil and you throw in the cumin right. seeds and they go sizzle 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 and it's yeah. just i love that number five cardamom again a spice common in indian cuisine oh i um, love i love cardamom yeah number six coriander again another thing common in indian cuisine i'm, I'm starting <laughs> to sense a trend here yeah number seven cinnamon also <clears throat> very yeah. common number it's eight much in eugenol eugenol oh <laughs> yeah the nature of these things eugenol right <laughs> it's eugenol right yeah number eight allspice uh number nine paprika number 10 saffron so i guess what the lesson here is is to eat indian cuisine because <laughs> it has the good spices yeah and frankly all... i think i can get behind that yeah that's uh I, we're you know what i think we're officially we're officially promoting this yep this is a uh an endorsement rt implies endorsement <laughs> um whoa whoa hey why is it still going hey hey stop stop <laughs> <laughs> that My was we just about- actually we just did two very quick stories sorry if you missed them <laughs> Yeah, you have to go back and uh, listen. <laughs> you, have to listen. you have to listen at 0.5 x <laughs> speed. Um, have you heard about uh, the San Mateo cops sleeping in their cars? 
I have not. Uh, what? Uh, why? So the oh. San Mateo Police Department um, is in the Bay Area of California, which okay. is currently experiencing what I call the housing fuster cluck. Right. Yes. <laughs> I believe that to own a single closet costs about three point six million dollars. It's it's literally insane. Yeah. And and only people who resemble Monopoly Man can afford to to live there. Um, right. You're basically in abject poverty if you make less than like one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the problem is all these policemen live like 85 who don't don't make a hundred and whatever thousand dollars a year right they live like 85 miles away from the police department because they can't afford to live where they work which you know sounds like a good idea that we should be importing cops uh from like completely different communities into the place where they work that probably real good way to build community trust (laughs) yeah so they and you know Law enforcement officers have like long shifts. So these guys have like 12 hour shifts or whatever. And they, they uh, have taken to just sleeping in their cars. Cause a lot of times uh, what they do is they have like several days straight and then a few days off. That's kind of, they do that kind of schedule like nurses and stuff. Mm -hmm. So like they just sleep in their car. I mean, they're just doing the hashtag van life. Hmm. (laughs) Hmm. And You you love to see it yeah so and and then they get they get so tired and exhausted which is honestly great for uh a a group of people who can just murder with impunity um like i'm starting to think there may be some problems with our current society (laughs) just getting the slight hint that this might be true just a little bit so what they're doing is uh the san mateo city council approved a plan to convert an old fire station into sleeping barracks. Okay. Interesting. Um, so <laughs> yeah. like hosteling for, but for cops. <laughs> yeah. So the, it's like a half a million dollar project and it's going to build bunks and showers. So, yeah. uh, 12 officers at a time can stay there. And it's funny that they have stumbled upon public housing, right? They've, they've tripped <laughs> over themselves and landed in public housing. <laughs> And they just they just like can't can't quite admit that maybe public housing should be a thing. Right. But you 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 know that it's at first first uh it's the thin flim blue line. Yeah. Here's my thing. You know, now do it. Do it again. But this time for the poor folks. Right. And you you know what? Honestly, you do that for the poor folks. And guess what? You might not need as many policemen's. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Um, in an, in, in, in a similar vein, <laughs> in the similar housing vertical. Oh yeah. Uh, at, at governing.com, which I've just learned is a website. Oh, is that, they hmm. are, I feel like I should have known about this, but is this where all the governing happens? This is where it happened. This is the place I noticed that when I try to go to the homepage of governing.com, I have you, to click through an ad. You have the to homepage. wait. Which which really is true to form. Yeah, uh, welcome welcome to governing.com. Please pay a fee. <laughs> <laughs> so they have this very long in-depth article mm-hmm. about how we should start converting parking garages into housing. Oh, that sounds um 
<laughs> and they've got some real great pictures, uh, some concept right. art of what it would look like to live inside of a brutalist hell. Yeah, this looks like my nightmare, to be honest. <laughs> this is like this is like the sort of a supposed millennial minimalist aesthetic taken to its logical conclusion of like <laughs> you are literally living in a parking garage. It is the most concrete structure possible. There are no vents. There's no plumbing or anything <laughs> you will you will develop some sort of mold related uh illness yeah it, the the great thing is the first picture or not the first picture. okay so it's like the whatever third picture down shows like the outside of the buildings with the with real bold you know red orange doors you know right and they got like a, a, a swiss type typography door right. numbers which is real cool but the thing is right to the right at the edge of the 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 line of doors is a giant number five mm -hmm. which they're trying to be like see fifth floor it's we got a nice five here but you're realizing this is like the parking garage five right like yeah that's people, left over that's just left over and still there right and which, there are signs that say you know we're not responsible for any loss of valuables <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, this is I, I mean, if I may suggest that perhaps this is a bad idea because parking garages were not designed with permanent human occupancy in mind. And that maybe we should just build things that are designed from that from the start. I mean, yeah, I, I, obviously, you got to do something with all that concrete and stuff. And there, it seems you know. like the it seems like the nugget of this article, which is buried kind of within, is that it's like you could convert parking garages to housing but you could leave some of it as parking and then you've solved the whole providing parking for apartments thing and it's like okay whatever <laughs> <laughs> it's just, sure sure it's, why not it's just like the the it's funny for me to see what people will exercise their ma imagination toward and what yeah. they will refuse to exercise their imagination toward like because these are the same people proposing this that are probably list any number of rational good idea things that work in other countries we can't possibly do that here you know mm -hmm. we can't possibly convert to like green energy we can't possibly provide universal health care we can't possibly but check this out <laughs> this is right. what i've been spending my brain power on yeah <laughs> uh, it's it's funny because further down there's a picture from uh, a newly adapted space at northwestern university that uh has parking stripes still visible and there's this it's like this set of cafe tables and it's over top of like this parking space thing <laughs> you know uh, that's like lined up and it just looks dumb it, it <laughs> just looks stupid the thing if I, I had to, if I had to list the thing that I love most about living in a converted parking garage is mm. the constant reminder that I live in, in a what used to be a parking garage. Parking garage. Yeah, because right near where there's like the kitchen sink and the uh, refrigerator and on the con the bare concrete wall is painted fuel and a little thing, <laughs> a little silhouette of a fuel pump. And it's like, that's great. I love it. You know, I, one thing I really love is bare concrete because I love the way it doesn't absorb sound um, and the way that it looks so aesthetically unappealing. But then also, please just constantly remind me that um, you know, my environs used to be a parking garage and that's the living that I've been reduced to because of the state of our society. Because I am basically become an automobile for right. the bourgeoisie. I come home to my garage and I rest. 
and I, and I fill myself with fuel. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of colleges, mm. So, uh here's a thought that I've had. You know, so there's um there's a lot of talk about uh from the right wing about um colleges and uh how colleges are indoctrinating our young people into leftist ideas and things like that. Um and uh it's mostly nonsense although they did get somebody fired i think what a week or two weeks ago because they dug up some tweets he had where he suggested that america might not be the best country on earth and so he had to uh, he didn't get fired i'm sorry he did resign but you know that's how these things go um better than anybody else right so you know um they take it for granted that the left is suppressing free speech on campus and by free speech they mean conservative ideas and that uh you know right and you know the leftists they're turning these colleges into safe spaces where no one has to be confronted with uh bad ideas um or anything that upsets them um and this is just nonsense to me um what what they're actually seeing i think is that colleges provide a thriving uh environment for the exchange of knowledge and um you get to know a lot of people from backgrounds that are way more different than your own. And this is my my personal experience, is that um, they expose you to the people that you were taught to be afraid of, for example. <laughs> yeah, they take you out of your you're no longer a big fish in a small pond. Right. So like I came from a very white, relatively affluent suburb and I went to college where I was surrounded by. Lots of international students, you know, and lots of people from backgrounds that, uh, you know, were poorer than mine. Some of them were richer than mine. But, you know, it's like that's where I learned that all of these people from other countries, you know, maybe aren't as bad as we are told that they are. <laughs> um, so this is why I think this is my theory is that, you know, um, the conservatives don't like colleges. They've been they've been railing against this sort of thing because it precisely because it inoculate inoculates you against you know fear of the other, and it's because the you know fear and hatred of the other rarely survives actual contact and experience with those. Yeah, people. I think I think that's super true because I definitely got radicalized in college when I went to. Um, I'm just checking my notes here. My local community college in a district that voted for Trump like 70% and a uh, church college, uh, Brigham Young University, Idaho. Mm -hmm. So like Brigham Young University, the normal one wasn't conservative enough. So I was at the the version in Idaho, which is like... Oh, okay, right. Yes. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it's just like... Um, but, but like even those, those experiences, like, yeah, that did expose me to things that I wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah. And I look at my friends who like, I grew up with who are from like the same community as me who didn't, um, have those experiences. Like they didn't get an education mm -hmm. and yeah, you can definitely see how not having an education definitely entrenched them in their reactionary, uh, yeah. and then views. you have, then you have sources like PragerU and Charlie Kirk from uh, Toilet Paper USA who are endorsing this kind of thing. There's this tweet from PragerU that's like, today the average student graduates from college in debt and fully entrenched in leftist ideologies. Is a college education worth it? Or are young people getting the short end of the deal? Charlie Kirk of Toilet Paper USA explains a better option. So it's like, 
don't go to college because you might become educated. Every, t- every time I see Charlie Charles Kirk, He's, he looks he looks like he has poopy mouth. You know, like it looks like when he talks, it's just like <sighs> poopy mouth. Right. Well, in your and face. his style of tweeting is particularly bad too because he doesn't ever use periods i don't know if maybe that key is just broken on his keyboard but like his tweets are tedious to read because of that but also um he likes to post things that he thinks are like deeply thought provoking and he puts the little thinking face emoji after them but they're just boneheadedly stupid but somehow he's managed this grift because i'm sure he gets millions of dollars from donors for this uh tpusa organization which is (laughs) just they just go around colleges complaining that they're not allowed to speak at colleges which is you know it's not how this college is unjust it doesn't let me use the hard r right (laughs) uh it's funny because all the people complaining are people who have or are at uh, at they have they have attended college or they are currently at college right no you don't you shouldn't go to college well Okay, but they were seems to. But you did right, yeah. You're a college graduate, so what gives? Uh, Another person who's good with this grift is the Kent State gun girl as well. Who you know, her that's that. I mean, it's this. This is just their shtick. She is just a factory. She's like a factory farm for self owns instead of cattle or pigs. It's just thing, it is kind of remarkable. I don't know. I wish I had the ability to just shrug off embarrassment or at least, you know, one fifth of the ability that these people have to shrug off embarrassment because they're constantly owning themselves. I and don't it's just know. ridiculous. <laughs> I don't but know these how are, they do it. Yeah. I mean, these are the these are the kinds of um, people who, you know, they, they post the the videos on Twitter. That's like Charlie Kirk owns a college Marxist or whatever. And it's just them like. I don't know, saying like avoiding whatever the person said and saying something about the Soviet Union instead or whatever. And, um, you know, they get lots of likes and retweets or whatever. But nah, it's um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, they're just like, um, what about Russia? <laughs> Got him. <laughs> uh, you say you're a socialist, but what about Cuba and Venezuela? We got him. Oh, <gasps> Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Hadoukens, um, have you heard of uh, something called the prosperity gospel? Boy, have I! Or, or as oh, we like boy. to call it around here, the prosperity possible. Yes, yes, <laughs> I, I have. I am familiar with this. The, um, the word of faith. <laughs> the word of faith. So. Um, we're just getting like wild out a little bit on it. There's, there was this really great article in Jacobin, which, uh, the headline is a grift from God, which I am angry because it's so good. Just (laughs) very good. Very good. Uh, and it, and it just kind of talks about how the prosperity gospel movement has like, uh, it's gone mainstream its way into everything. It's basically become the mainstream. Yeah. Uh, it's a <laughs> spiritual spin on meritocracy, the ideological handmaid into neoliberal capitalism, yeah. which Do I don't think a more Jacobin sentence has ever been written. <laughs> right. Do you want to explain for folks who may not be familiar with the prosperity possible? What, uh, what, you know, what's the top lines here? What am I supposed to do? The top, line, the top line of the prosperity possible is that God wants you 
to be rich. Oh, and well, great. God will make you rich. Okay. Ergo, if you are not rich, okay. is because you are not allowing God to do it. Oh, interesting. By, by sinning now, or being. Do I, do I, now forgive me for asking this. Maybe it, maybe I should just simply have faith, but what's the catch here? What must I do to become well, rich? First thing you'll need to do is you will need to pay us. Oh, interesting. Uh, us, us being the 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 churches and right. the, the you, popular you the pastors. Now, how yes. does that? How does that? I mean, like, how much well, are we I'm, talking I'm, here? I'm very glad that you asked. As okay. much as you humanly can. Okay. Because of our ministry. I mean, at least ten percent. But Andrew, I mean, like, Andrew, like ten percent. Right. Listen, I mean. Look, there are levels to this thing. Ten percent, like that's going to get you a little bit. But you really—I mean—that's like the bare minimum. Like you know, if you're not contributing that, you might as well just—I don't know—go to hell, I guess. But um, <laughs> if you really want the good prosperity, I'm going to need you to step it up a bit. Um, yeah. So this is this is preachers who basically preach that um, God will God wants you to have wealth, and the way that you can um, receive some of that wealth is to tithe to the preacher and um this is usually a way for them to get very rich and own such things as private jets which is uh, and these, and a these, lot these preachers manifest the success of the prosperity possible by showing you how wealthy they are that right that they need to to witness as it were yeah it's important the goodness of you... god through their uh beautiful dental work and right. lavish Fancy suits cars and jet planes yeah i mean you gotta understand we need the private jet for our ministry because the whole world is our congregation and that, well, that by the way that's a verbatim quote from one of the one of the uh preachers in this article but yeah it's important that you that you uh uh, uh tithe because we need to spend uh 50 million dollars on a gulf stream well, as it says in the good book, the fancy cars, the women in the caviar, you know right. who we are because we're prospering all over the world. Yeah. Um, but, the you know, so I think for folks like us, this is like on the face of it, a giant grift. But the problem is that a lot of people get drawn into this. And unfortunately, it tends to be a lot of black folks. And um, that's one of the things that was interesting to me. Um, that I hadn't really thought about from this article is that it mentions that a lot of the folks who believe in the prosperity gospel who are drawn into it and who um, give lots of money to it uh, tend to be black folks who, you know, are trying to convert, um, you know, like winnings from the civil rights movement into actual upwards mobility that they didn't get. So and uh, part of, it's part a, of it's, the insidiousness of it is that these are often white preachers doing this to right who are cynically yeah i mean to, they, they I have to know i want to quote here this is from a uh preacher named dr gene lingerfeld who is white <laughs> he's speaking at a he's speaking at the faith dome welcome to the faith dome <laughs> um to an audience of mostly black people and he says um you know, honor has a big part to play in our money. Lack of honor is what causes lack amongst God's people. And that's why God's people are broke. There's really only way, one way to show honor, and that is money. Why money? Because money is what people treasure most. 
Uh, and then oh, he man. uses some Bible verses to specify that the Lord's asking price for prosperity is 10% of everything that passes through your hands. Um, and of course, you tithe directly to, um, in you know, the church, which happens to be whatever the ministry is of, um, you know, the preacher that you're listening to or whatever. Um, yeah. So, it, you know, um, a lot of these <clears throat> these preachers have millions of dollars. Um, and... and, uh, and- the the thing is the thing is like I I am a person of faith who actually ties like that's something I do, but um I definitely do not believe that that is buying me a ticket into heaven. Yeah. Nor nor is it going to make me wealthy. And in fact, I staunchly try to destroy anytime someone even a hint of that idea gets brought up anywhere in my presence because that's just insane. That, yeah, uh, it's, <laughs> that's it's just they're, they've gotten very good at cherry picking the verses from the Bible that vaguely support oh. this notion and ignoring the much n- more numerous ones that don't. <laughs> yes. Uh, and and, and that. Yeah. And what but they I, do with know, their money, too, is. Uh, listen, Aaron, this is from Kenneth Copeland. Prosperity is not an accident. It's not a function of circumstances or the economy. According to God's word, prosperity is a choice. It's a personal well, decision and a spiritual <laughs> process. Funny you should mention preacher Kenneth Copeland mm. um, because I have this uh, inside edition. Uh, we'll just play a short little clip of this full video where okay. someone uh, 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 with a microphone decides to ask him some questions. How are and- you, sir? We'd just like to ask you about why you don't want to fly commercial. Why have you said that you won't fly commercial? You said that it's like getting into a tube with a bunch of demons. <laughs> why do you think well, that? No, no, listen to me just a second. Not the people. The main reason is because of the need. If, if I flew commercial, I'd have to stop 65% of what I'm doing. That's really the main. Isn't it true that you want to fly commercial so that you can fly in luxury? How much money did you pay for Tyler Perry's Gulfstream jet, for example? Well, for example, that's really none of your business, but... <laughs> This is my new slide I'm going to use. For example, that's really none of your business. I like later, I think um, she asks him a question and he goes, well, let me ask you this. And it's like, no, that's not. (laughs) (laughs) And he's got this just big, wide smile every time. You can tell. For me, I could tell watching him how manipulative he is with his tone of voice and his face and all of that. Like he's well practiced with this kind of thing. He definitely sets off the spidey sense. Yeah. So the the article goes on to show. So this is a problem. We can recognize this as a problem. We mm-hmm. can see it in in religion in general. Um, but the cool thing about the article is that it goes on to like show how this has this is basically explains Trump. Like Trump is a prosperity gospel preacher, right? And he and, surrounded himself with them too. Right, his quote-unquote spiritual advisor mm. is a prosperity mis- minister, Paula White. Paula yeah. White. Paula White. <laughs> you couldn't. It's just like the the name couldn't be more on the nose. It's Paula White. <laughs> Can I tell you what Paula White promised believers if you sent her money? Tell me, what, tell me what about Paula White. Uh, she promised believers that if they sent her money, they would receive one of several blessings. Uh, God would bring harm to their enemies, assign them a special angel, 
enhance their prosperity or increase their inheritance. Now, I wonder if you tithe multiple times, if you can take advantage of all of those benefits or what? Or it's just random. You know, it's like a lottery. Yeah. It's a blessings lottery. Can I tell you that? Do you know how white became famous? As a <laughs> prosperity did, gospel television become creature? famous? Uh, she began her career in 2001 with a prosperity gospel television show on BET. Wow. Right. This um, it goes in this article goes in to talk about um, Paula White and Donald Trump and how um you know their ideology is basically the same the apprentice is a show it says about people dreaming of riches desperate to prove themselves worthy of success most are not and are punished for their weakness with unemployment which is basically um the same kind of thought as the prosperity gospel in fact there's a quote from kenneth copeland's newsletter where he says uh is anything missing in your life good health a strong marriage increase in your finances if so it may be time to take a look at the condition of your spirit one indicator of a weak spirit is a lack of success. And it's just that, you know, if you're Damn, not prosperous, my spirit is weak, right? Wow. If you're not prosperous, it's your own fault because you weren't faithful enough or whatever. And so, you know, these two things kind of dovetail nicely. Trumpism in the prosperity gospel, the word of faith, as they call it. So I just think it's like you're one of the, one of the things that has helped my mental health uh, tremendously is just accepting the fact that like most people's lot in life is, is mostly completely random. Yeah. It's not, right. it's, it's not your, your goodness or badness. Your character doesn't define how your life, the life you've been handed to you. It's most of it is just kind of luck or lack of it. And but Aaron, you, I am solely responsible have, for my success. You do. Oh no! No, we <laughs> retract by the sweat pledge. Right. Oh no. <laughs> well, we got him. I have no idea what I'm doing. I was not prepared for this. I'm trying and I'm learning. Thank you for your patience. There's so many mistakes I have already made, but I'm working to be better. And I think I'm gonna make it, but for now I'll say I have no idea what I'm doing I have no idea what I'm doing